Well, here we go. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm Mike Diamond, and I will be shortly joined by Dave Melson, my co-host. But today we have the incredible Linda Clemons, yes! right? There you go. I got it. It. <laughs> See how I asked you just in case I had a feeling Dave might drop off. So I didn't want to say Clemons. You like Clemens. You're right. But we're, here to, we're here to promote your incredible book, um, Back in Touch, Using the Power of Body Language. So first of all, I love that because I don't think people are in touch with their bodies. And I don't understand body language. But let's talk about what inspired the book and let's talk about the book. And absolutely, because it's a wonderful ebook, which is the precursor to I got a book deal that's going to be coming out, um, you know, in a in, well, quite a few months that I'm working on right now. But here's the thing it was during the pandemic, Mike, and you and I know that once we start cocooning, if you will, and start getting into our little caves, we become more isolated and it became more about our own survival. And it may, it was even difficult for so many people who were even having to go back to work. They didn't want to go back to work because they love, let me, I'm in my little silo, as long as I'm doing my work in my groove. But what happens is we lose that personal connection. We lose the interpersonal skills, the thing that we crave as humans. You know, there's a lot of good stuff that's happening right now in technology. Everyone's going crazy over AI, chat, GPT, things that have been around for a while that most of us that really didn't get access to. The brainiacs had all that available to them. But here's the thing I want everyone to know, that the more we are evolving around high tech, the more the human brain will crave high touch. And so getting back in touch is that, you know, we are now coming out and we're now reconnecting, even though that that pesky little virus has not gone away. But now we're we're feeling free to now come out. It took us a while as uh, humans, if you will, to even get close to people, because think about it, just to establish a habit, Mike, look how long we were towed to be six feet away from each other. Oh my gosh. So we were able to establish that new habit. And once we established that habit, when we came back out to connect with people again, we have that distance there. So it's so important to be able to connect mentally, connect physically, and be able to create that that instant touch, not just touching other other human being, which is so powerful, but being able to connect with someone and being present in their presence. So it just gives you great strategies and tips and things that you need to be aware of when you are now back face to face and still for some of us who are doing virtual presentations, because guess what? Now the virtual presentations are not going to go away. We're able to reach more people around the world, around the globe, but there is nothing beats that personal touch. And that's the thing that when you're in the presence of someone, you are able to be in the room and actually feel the heat. I don't know about you. And it's not just an intimate situation, Mike, but you know it is to feel the heat. And when someone is excited and passionate, there's energy that circulates. And because when we're on Zoom, and I hope everyone out there watching, you feel the fire within me, but it's even more ablaze when we're in person. So here again, the ebook is designed to be able to share strategies and tips for us to work on our relationships, for us to get back in the social scene. I have a, um, a, 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 a online course with the Mind Valley University 
uh, body language for dating and it is so hot and sizzling. So it talks about making that connection and the same thing it does in the ebook, getting that connection and just coming out being your best you. You know, come I out of that cave. Come out of that cave, Mike. Come on out yeah. of that cave. Yeah, it's great. What I love about you as well, and a lot of people don't get it, and what you said was perfect. So my son, like he hugs kids, he holds kids, like he naturally shares the oxytocin. And I tell him some kids want to hug, some kids want to high five, but he's so good at extending warmth. And naturally you've got that. Like even when you came on, we connected, it was fun. Like we know, right? So when you're in your book, or do you have, cause a lot of people aren't extroverted like you and I, a lot of people don't know how to create the connection and they get a little lost in themselves. They overthink it. Do you have some techniques if someone's watching now that they can just get out of their shell a little bit and not take themselves so serious? Absolutely. So think about this. If you are an introvert and I'm talking to you, Kevin, I'm talking to you, Cheryl, I'm talking to you, Melanie, whoever that may be. If you are an introvert, here's what the studies say. Introverts make some of the best salespeople. And do you know why? It's because you are great one-on-one. -on -one. Oh my goodness. So now what a great opportunity to take that superpower and connect one-on-one. -on -one. I want you to think about this. When you're meeting someone and everyone listening, be it an extrovert and to the extroverts out there, I really want you to especially take note. When you are meeting someone for the very first time, always remember this. How can I add the greatest value to that person's life? at this moment, at this time. So when you are thinking me first, and everybody write this down, me first, what does that mean? I'm going to be the one to add value. I'm going to be the one to edify, to uplift, to encourage, to motivate. I'm going to be the one. So guess what happens when everyone thinks that way? We come in with our best selves. Because so to the little introverts and the shy folks, when we are concerned just about, oh gosh, do I look right? Do I sound right? Now we're allowing the ego to get in the way. And yeah. ego stands for the acronym easing greatness out. Yeah. Or edge out God, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love how you said, I love how you reframed that and said me first. Like I'm going to be the first to bring value to other people. And I, I love what you said then. And it's like, I always say, when I stop trying to prove to the world and I start to improve the world, my life will improve. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. focus, like you said, on how can I improve that person, bring value to them. And that's, that's a really good point. I never knew that introverts were, you know, great at sales because of that. And, and they're personal. They're more personal. They're right? more personable and they yeah. like the one-on-one. -on -one. And to introverts yeah. that are out there, let's say you're challenged to do your first presentation and remember this, you know, go into the room earlier. If you're in the physical building, go in and uh, do point power touches. What I simply mean yeah. is meet different people. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. It's so good to see you. So that when you're up on that stage and you begin to do your presentation, you could say, as I was talking to Mike earlier and, you know, Gigi and I were talking about this earlier. So now that it comes across as, well, you made a connection and also an implied endorsement. So it's so critical. And I want to give everyone out there listening the um, 
communication theory. Now, the communication theory was a study done well over 50 years ago by Dr. Maharabian out of UCLA. St study still stands. Yeah, you've got different experts and other uh, folks who are in communications. They challenged the study, but they haven't done a study themselves. They haven't taken the time to do the study. So you're going to challenge. They want to be challenging, right? But according <laughs> to the study, he says that our words are 7% of our communication. So what yeah. happens if you don't speak the language? So check this out. If our words are 7% of our communication. So Mike, the question is, are the words that are coming out of your mouth, are they powerful yeah. or powerless, passionate or passive, poison or potent? The words are critical. Just saying the word cancer is feared in over 12 languages. And one of the most revered <laughs> words in the world, in addition to the sound of your name, is the word mother. And once the words are out, you can't get them back. Yeah. You can't get them back. So was it Stephen Covey that said, begin with the end in mind? So here's what I think. Every yeah. morning, every time I meet someone, be it Mike, be it Raluca, be it Azana, be whoever that I meet, every time I meet someone, my goal is this. I want to leave that person better than when I approached them. Right. Than Bad, better, better, not bitter. <laughs> Better, not bitter. <laughs> right? Yes. It's uh, true. So where can they find your ebook? And you said the, now the, the ebooks, is it on Amazon? The ebook, so you could go to Linda Clemens ebooks. Right. Sorry, Linda. Yeah. And, and then ebooks and follow me on Instagram. Yeah. So just go Perfect. to LindaClementsEbooks.com. Hey, the book is under $5. It's an ebook. That's great. Enjoy and what it. about the course? Um, what the course you said for couples and relationships? Absolutely. That, absolutely. That's on the, that's so on the go, website? Yes, when they go to my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Linda Clemens. Follow me on Beautiful. Instagram and go into my bio there and just click the, you know, the Mind Valley course, all that good stuff. Listen, you will love it. There are, and I know we don't have time, but I got to tell this to you. Go, go, go. Here we go. So, <laughs> he the man, he the man, he the man. So here's still maybe on another show, maybe okay. at another time. You know, there are about 21 moves that you can do to have the person of your desire totally into you. So these are some of the things that we talk about in the course for those that are dating, you know, from ladies there, how you touch your neck could be very seductive. And it also could be with that you may be holding back on something. So there's a lot of great things. A lot Beautiful. Of so what we'll have to do is because Dave didn't make it, we'll have to have you back. Yeah. And we can and we can go through that so we can do it together because I'd love to get more involved. But yes. thank you so much. And Dave yeah. just popped on. He, you know, Dave, he never uh, does it on purpose. Dave, 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 so, Dave, Dave said, I'm the finisher. I'm the finisher. I, I'm, <laughs> always good at, I'm always good at covering him, but he knows that. I'm always yeah. good at covering him. Well, you know, just like a four-legged relay, somebody starts the game and someone has to bring it home. There you go. Get all the, glo get all the glory. And Linda, we will have you back. Thank you so much for your patience. And I'm sure Mike did a great job. I'll check the did video. An awesome job. Awesome. <laughs> Bye, you. Linda. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, buddy. Hey, two, two two accidents down here. We got a big event. And, uh, you okay? Three. three uh, yep. Not, we weren't in it, but we were in the traffic from it. Everybody likes to watch those things, unfortunately. <laughs> On the other side of the road. You're I like, really I really was looking forward to Linda, so I, I was bummed I couldn't connect from the road. But uh, Zara's here as well, and I was really looking forward to this as well. Uh, Zara, welcome to Office Hours. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I need hey, you today. I need you. <laughs> I, I need to rewire. 
uh, <laughs> and you are the expert of the rewire system. Away uh, from the road rage. Right. <laughs> the, the founder and CEO of Get Zend. I need to get Zend. Thank you for joining us on Office Hours and your book, Six yes. Weeks to Happy, is aligned with my mission of the ultimate roadmap to refrain your brain for better health, greater abundance, and long-lasting happiness. I can't wait to hear more. Tell me, what are we doing to interfere with our happiness? Well, we're actually wired for survival. You know, we evolved to be, you know, we're these animal creatures. And so, you know, I think a perfect example is when you're in a love relationship, because this is the one that plays out and, and people relate to the most is, we exhibit these behaviors sometimes and, and we're just not on top of them all the time. You know, when we get defensive, when we get triggered is a perfect example because this behavior just plays out unconsciously. And then we have to wait for the train to stop and then we have to backtrack and clean up. And I think that's the one people most understand because in business, you don't really catch yourself when you lose your temper and in life when you're chasing goals and you think you're working towards happiness and success, you know, you, you have some sense that something's stopping you, but you're not quite sure what that is. So what I've come to realize in all of my studies is that we are wired for survival, but we have this intrinsic need for happiness and success. And so there's always this inner conflict going on. And so I thought, what if we could unpack that? So I became really fascinated with human behavior and you know, that group of people that just have that little sparkle in their eye and you know, like they've got a secret. They know the answer. They figured out that little winning formula and, and the rest of us want in. And then I also was fascinated with a group of people that would just allow themselves to think really big. The Olympic and world-class athletes, the great entrepreneurs, the global CEOs, what gave them, you know, which is a small percentage of people when you think about it, what gave them such a greatness, such a grand vision to allow themselves to go there? And what separates them from the rest of the folks who leave so much on the table and end up living an uninspired life? And so I started studying everything related to human behavior. I just soaked it all up like a sponge. And I finally decided to distill 30 years of studies and experience into, into a book and a methodology so I could teach people the system in six weeks. It's wow. amazing. Do you think, because we're always, you know, like you said, survival, and we're trying to stay out of our sympathetic nervous system, but we're always trying to chase the carrot and avoid the stick. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much information out there, like, you know, take the cold shower, do the sauna, do this. Do we ever find, like you talk about, I'm friends with Olympic athletes, and I ran 30 half marathons like a maniac. Yeah. I'm an addict. So do you find, is there a middle ground? Or is that just an illusion that we're supposed to believe is a middle ground? Well, the thing is, there's it's not a one-size-fits-all formula. What's going to work for you is not going to work for me, is not going to work for David or his siblings or kids or parents or yeah. friends. Yeah. You know, even if we all sat in a restaurant, we are not going to order the same dish made in exactly the same way. Neither is our workout going to be the same. What you do if you're training with Olympic athletes and running, you know, marathons, I I'm sorry, my body doesn't do that. I'm very right. competitive. I like to be athletic, but I like weights. I like low impact. I don't want to hurt <laughs> myself. It's just how my body's built. So happiness and success are kind of the same thing. I think people think of success as chasing goals. And once you've chased those goals and you've hit those milestones, you realize, 
oh, was happiness supposed to be delivered by Amazon at some point and it just didn't show up, like the package didn't show up? And I came to realize in starting a coaching practice is, you know, I as, as a coach, it was my job to get into the mindset of the people that I'm coaching. And so I need to understand where are they constructing their limitations, their walls. And so it's my job to get into their mindset, their world, so that I can then pull those walls down and help them work towards their goals. And as we started envisioning those goals, I came to realize that very few of them could actually tell me that reaching those goals would make them any happier or more satisfied with their life or bring them greater peace or freedom from worry, which are the things we all really strive for, or make our relationships better or be in a better state of health. And so I thought, wow, what's missing here? It was kind of, it was profound, really. And I came to realize that most people don't actually know what makes them happy or makes them feel peaceful. We have little glimpses of it here and there. Like we know we feel good after a holiday or we feel good after a yoga session or meditation session. But why? I was like, I was, I'm the skeptic. I need the science. I need the facts. So like, you know, I sought out to go and figure that out. Like what was the transformations that I was seeing in my clients? I wanted to understand what was happening in the brain and the central nervous system that brought them back to calm, what created that shift in their mindset, what created that shift and helped heal their hearts or their relationships. Why did everything get better? And so that's kind of how I, I set out to, to understand the science behind it all. I love that. Last, qu last question. Why six weeks? I always, you know, talking to Andy Frisell, I always <laughs> wonder why it was 75 hard, which was really unique. Not the 30 day challenge or, you know, yeah. six weeks. Is it uh, scientific or is it uh, just experiential? Absolutely. It's scientific. So it comes from the from the idea of neuroplasticity, which is you know, 50 years ago, we thought the brain was static. And now we find that it's actually changeable. It's malleable over time. And we can see in fMRI studies that the brain actually shows lasting signs of change at the 35 to 42 day period. It peaks. And it's really fascinating when you can see these microscopic studies of, you know, neural networks in the brain and how new, new neural pathways are forming and synapses firing and and if you can imagine like a super highway in your brain and your brain is designed for efficiency. So the same thing you're going to think, feel and do regularly, it's going to say, oh, just take the highway. I know the route there. But if you want change, all learning behavior and, um, you know, all learning and behavior and change happens at the subconscious level. So how do we dig into that if we are 5% conscious mind, 95% subconscious? Well, we need to tap into a different source, like a higher intelligence, almost a part of us that's beyond our awareness. And so I came to study that, you know, that language of the subconscious and, and those patterns so I could learn how to make that shift. And so when you're actually studying the brain and studying neuroscience, it's fascinating how quickly the brain can dismantle resources from an old way of thinking and feeling and actually reallocate them. It's almost like scaffolding being torn down in as little as 10 minutes and then reset in a new way. So if you wanna create a new superhighway of healthier choices, healthier thought patterns, healthier feelings, and then behaviors that go along with that, 
to achieve greater peace, inner happiness, and well, long-lasting happiness, and true success, not just goal-based success, but real success at life, if you will. It really takes you being, you know, militant with that and also knowing knowing the facts, knowing the science behind it. So the brain does that in six weeks. You can actually see lasting signs of change in six weeks. And that's why I created the six-week program. It's amazing. And we want to have you back. So I want to talk about the quantum nature of the unconscious, the inheritance mm. of genetics and energetics and how it impacts that roadmap, the individual unique roadmap that we all have. Uh, Zara will help us all. Thank you so much. Go to GetZend or RewireMindsetSystem.com. You will find a great super highway to happiness. Thanks for providing us that roadmap. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. I'm excited awesome. now. Totally <laughs> down our alleyway. It's great. Yeah. I, I I was curious on that six weeks, and it's interesting because you know a lot of people say it's 21 days to create a neural pathway in science. But I think it's different people as well, right? Because right. I tell people, I did cocaine once and I was addicted. But then when I got sober, I got sober. You know what I mean? So I think it gives you a, if you do the rituals and routines for six weeks, you got a shot. But yeah. you know it. Some people go to the gym for 10 years and they, th then they stop and they never go back. Yeah. No, you know it's, what I mean? It's, so it's, it's tricky. It is tricky because there's conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, and yeah. they're interplaying with each other. And uh, that super highway, highway, and then the side streets of the consciousness to build <laughs> the, those two. Anyway, we have uh, Chrysalie waiting for us. Uh, she's the DEI manager of Omnicom Group, a small little group, Omnicom, and director of Ad Color programs, adcolor.org. Welcome to Office Hours. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. Actually, director now at Omnicom oh. Group. So a little promotion Congrats. there. There we go. <laughs> All right. Double director. Anyway, uh, you know, it's such an important thing today. I have a saying, the future uh, holds everything for everyone, but it doesn't distribute itself equally. Mm -hmm. And it gives more to those who uh, see more, want more, think more, feel more and say more. And it gives less to those that think, say, do and feel less. And I think part of DEI is helping people think, say, do and believe and feel differently about themselves. Uh, and the distribution uh, becomes more equal or even greater than. Uh, but there's so many challenges uh, to that. And so I was wondering... Uh, with what you're doing, I know you're holding, I think, what, November 8th through 11th at the Marriott in, in L.A. Uh, uh, Ad Color Conference. And, you know, through that conference, through the collective consciousness, how can we change the mindset for a lot of people? Just like uh, addicts that don't want to change will never change. We need to change the mindset from the years of quantum inheritance of not being equal. Yeah, no, and and that's a great point there because I I just wanted to also share that with Ad Color and my work that I've done with they've been around before the racial reckoning in 2020 before George Floyd's murder we've been doing this now for um, since 2005 and and before that talking about diversity equity equity was never part of the conversation I think we've always talked about diversity and inclusion and how can we get more diverse representation whether it's in entertainment in corporate America but I think what people can expect from the conference and just at color in general. Um, not only do we have, you know, global, we bring together global leaders and inspirational speakers to talk about 
why they do what they do and why we're passionate about more representation. Um, it's really about the community that you're 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 about to encounter. I always tell people that eye color is not something you can really explain. It's something you have to experience because when you're in a room full of people that look like you, that can resonate with your story, your background, um, it does something to you. I feel neurologically too. You just feel like you can be yourself. Um, and something about um, being in a room where people can see you and hear you, that to me kind of gives me a dose of, of positivity and, and, and motivation <laughs> to do the work. We pay you to say that. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah. It's just um, so nice to say that, right? Come on. That was perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where, I mean, you're seeing it in the news. It's, it's just draining and exhausting to see all the negativity and what's happening to people that have been historically excluded and misrepresented. So um, when you're around or at Ag Color, you you kind of feel that sense of joy and and hope that we can continue to be in those spaces where we normally wouldn't belong. Did did just from your background was it the pain and and the stuff that you suffered through that you had to just say I, I've got to make a stand here and go in this direction? Like what made you? you know, be such a great leader and that kind of person. Yeah, I I started back when I was an intern at 19. I didn't know that this was going to be more than a career for me. Um, I entered through a program for um, called Year Up, and their whole mission is about closing the opportunity gap for young adults who don't have the economic status or resources um, to work at Fortune 500 companies. So when I entered this program, um, I, I, they give you the training and the tools so that when you land that internship, you're landing a job and not just a job, but a career. So when I met Tiffany, I guess, 11, 11 years now, um, she introduced this organization to me and it was really a no brainer for me because I think deep down inside, I wanted to do purposeful work. So getting to know about ag color, building the programs that I build now, um, it means all I mean, it means to me that I'm changing, I'm making an impact. Um, I could have been an accountant or copywriter and um, there were opportunities for that, but I wanted to work with people because I feel that's where we're making the biggest impact. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's why I continue to do the work that, that, that I do. That's awesome. And, you know, coming from two more middle-aged uh, white, semi-white men, uh, it's important that everybody works together and collaborates together. And in fact, uh, one of the biggest atrocities that I see in equity is funding and capitalization. And with less than 2% of funding going to women, let alone women of color, it's horrific in my mind. And I'm actually starting a fund that will take men's money and give it to only women uh, to help change, which leads me to my question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people, some even with my main mission and motto of making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, uh, some people ask, why do you say make a lot of money first? I'm like, because you can't give what you don't have. And you can want all day to help a lot of people. But without money, you're going to have a huge challenge. And you're not going to have as much fun either if you're always struggling to capitalize uh, the venture. Now, Omnicom obviously uh, has great financial support. But how important is money to help with the diversity, equity, inclusion to accelerate the change that's necessary? Oh, it's, it's very important. And I think about 
we always often say like making the business case for DNI and how can DNI be integrated in all parts of the business because what used to just be something for HR to focus on or you know your talent talent leaders um, it really does affect the business and affects the revenue of, of your organization so it does have everything to do I think even now more than ever as resources are being cut layoffs are happening. Um, we're trying, we're starting to regress back on our commitments. Um, and it's kind of in line with our theme for ad color, which is double up, double down, that we are recommitting, reaffirming on our commitments and why um, sponsoring someone. And I, we talk about mentorship a lot, but I like to move from mentorship to sponsorship because it's all about who's in the room and who's going to give you those opportunities that you elsewhere wouldn't have if, if you didn't have access to you know, that boardroom or said senior leader. So um, the more we can do to to sponsor someone, to give them the resources they need, um, the better we are doing as an organization, um, again, to help those who normally wouldn't have those opportunities. And I know Michael and I both would not be here, but for not only mentorship, but sponsorship, especially, mm -hmm. and both of us serve in that capacity to help plant at least the seeds of change, even if the trees will not fully be grown before we are gone, but it takes great leaders like you, Chrisley, uh, to help us all. So keep up the great work, come back and visit, let us know how we can support your efforts as director for Omnicom Group and director of Ad Color. <laughs> if you're at all curious on how to elevate others, I will tell you the best investment you can make. Uh, women are incredible leaders in financially, mathematically, every dollar that you uh, empower a woman leader with is worth more than a dollar for a man. And uh, that's proven over the last 20 years. So they're the best place to put your money and your dollars in your investment, and as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion are great ways to get greater performance, productivity, and engagement from everyone in your corporate culture. Reach out, adcolor.org. They're having an event November 9th through 11th, right at the JW Marriott uh, in Los Angeles. It's at LA Live. Uh, so you can find it right there. I think it's still crypto.com for now. Uh, used to be Staples. If you're wondering where that is, uh, for those LA uh, natives, they know exactly, but ad color conference it's coming up in about a month. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Let us know how we could be of service and of value to you, Chris Lee. Yeah. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Mike. Thank you. Congrats. Bye. All right. Three for awesome. three. We got the four women day. It's like uh, 4H, 4W. Denise is in the house. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Denise. She's the CEO of LMS in Constellation Capital. I was just talking about the important of, importance of capital. WhereLMS.com. Um, thank you, number one, for joining us. Uh, let's talk about the capitalization and utilization of modern media and branding in order to effectuate the support for things like DEI uh, as so many different industries, careers, and jobs are utilizing a different type of media and a different type of branding strategy. And you're kind of leading the way with LMS agency. Give me an idea how that's uh, relative and related to Constellation Capital and raising money. I love this question and I, I really enjoyed, I had not heard of Ad Color before and I think Priscilla is what she's doing is amazing. And I'm so grateful to you both to put that uh, on my radar, but uh, you know, it's, um, my my world involves 
uh, investing in startups and helping support them and incubating them with marketing services as well, right? That's the crossover. And I think that this issue touches uh, both sides of that in a really important way. Uh, the agency specializes in influencer marketing and uh, influencers is happens to be an industry that is overwhelmingly uh, white women, frankly. And it is no longer uh, acceptable to just, you know, to go out and say, well, we're trying to find influencers for our brand that fits our potential customer and only, you know, pick the most obvious people that bubble to the top. It, you have to make a very specific intention on um, diversity and inclusion as a brand when you are bringing influencers on. You have to go looking for, uh, you know, different uh, uh, minorities or um, different uh, archetypes of your customer that are not the easy influencers to pick, right? And that's how, you know, on the influencer side at our agency, we have some pretty rigorous standards about um, about those balances just to, to try and do right by uh, that community and also to make sure our brands or our clients are doing right by that. And then on the flip side, on uh, for investments, it's, it's like, it's even more kind of heartbreaking and demoralizing. There's just so few founders of color and we specialize in consumer products. It's just incredible uh, how barren that is. Um, and also it, uh, you know, women are coming kind of just, just under that as far as uh, female leadership. And so having uh, a real mandate and here we have like, you know, a bit of a uh, conflict of hierarchy of uh, priorities, right? Like I've got to serve my investors. So I have to make sure that the investment fits the thesis and is doing these things that, that will return um, and fit into the portfolio construction. But uh, we make it a real priority if we can't invest for whatever reason in um, female leadership or or a great, um, uh, a great business by a BIPOC uh, founder that we are introducing them to new investors, that we are helping them increase their network, that we're really staying in touch and being a good support system, even if it doesn't fit into our model. But, uh, but we try, you know, very hard to also make sure that, uh, that we are, we have a balance there. So that was a long answer to your question. But that was a I great answer. That was a great <laughs> answer to the question and really appreciate the complexity of the reconciliation between equity and capitalization and actually really eloquently displayed the mindset of what you do is goes far beyond the pragmatic side of it. Go ahead, Michael. Did that mindset come from working with Madonna for years who, let's be honest, she was the biggest influencer at the world and she yeah. accepted everyone and no one marketed like her. So you go from working with Madonna, right? The right-hand person, Madonna, and you come into this new age, but somehow you've married this world, which is incredible. So talk about that, because obviously the experience there, she was, she's the biggest. There's no one bigger, but, but she, before social media, she was social media. She's a legend, right? I mean, I, I still think so, absolutely. And certainly it was an incredible honor to work with her for so many years. And uh, the lessons that I learned just by being in the room were are, were incredible and are incredible and still surprise me to this day. Um, you know, things that I will fall back on that that I observed. But, but she was, you know, and and still is a champion of the of the unique, of the individual, of fighting the status quo, of doing something different. I watched her cast her dancers with that point of view. I watched her um, bring people into her domestic uh, business. You know, the business of her home in that point of view. I mean, they're, they're truly 
Um, before it was popular, before it was a buzzword, she was living that. And it was an incredible uh, lesson for me in my, my first job to watch uh, to watch a, a woman in leadership like that and take such a bold, uh, bold stance. Awesome. And there must have been a lot of pressure when you left uh, and created your own agency. You know, I myself working with Lee Steinberg and running the most notable sports agency as a CEO, uh, it was quite a leap uh, because there is security uh, in having that type of leadership and genius around you. Uh, what was your greatest fear when you started the LMS agency and the Constellation Capital? Well, you know, one, um, and this is for anybody who's listening that's trying to start something new. It sounds really nice in retrospect to say, oh, I left Madonna and started a new agency. I promise. <laughs> it, it was like I, I left working for Madonna and I tried to figure it out for a year and a half. And I hacked myself into uh, a, a company that I decided was an agency by putting up a website and calling myself an agency. <laughs> like it, it was not seamless by any means. And then I look back and wonder if it was even conscious. Uh, um, <laughs> Right. So let me just clarify uh, on that front. But, you know, leaving up a, a role and, and David, I know that um, that you can can relate to this. It's uh, there's something incredibly uh, uh, secure and powerful. And like every time you're called, every time you send a call out, it gets answered. Like my, yeah. you know, Denise from Madonna's office, like that is not a phone call that you don't, that doesn't get picked up. And there was a real fear for me around, you know, I've created this kind of cocoon here and I've got. I'm, you know, and, and like, it's really cool. And people think it's really cool to the extent that I can talk about what I do, but like, does it really have any value outside of this? And when I leave what, you know, where I've done so many interesting things, but like, what will, what, what does the, um, you know, the job market or the, the business world, will they uh, find a place for me? Will I, you know, will I be accepted? And, uh, will my calls still be answered by some of these people who, uh, you know, and, and will will my heart be broken when, um, you know, when I find out who my real friends are? So that was a, you know, that was a scary leap to take, but um, super worth it. And I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm very pleased with the outcome. Yeah, and you should be. I think one of the other sides that uh, was really interesting, and I know in your position that you experienced it, was, you know, I would do a lot of the work and I'm sure as the right-hand woman for Madonna that you did a lot. And sometimes, and Lee had an addiction problem, which made it even more challenging, but sometimes I would do nine months, 18 months of, of setup work. And sometimes he would even be drunk, but he would come in the room and literally say the word the, and everyone would be like, oh my God, what a genius. Did you, the, and I'm like, you effing kidding me? Like, and I always wondered, you know, do I have uh, the expression of God that he had the ability to quantifiably provide value to people and to impact people by utilizing brands and by utilizing influence and all the things I did as a sports agent and a sports marketer. So uh, I, I, I was really curious when I uh, saw you were coming on of that transition part. And I think it's important because a lot of people, they're leaving something of security and it's never easy. And I love your humility in saying, I wish I was conscious of it. Uh, if somebody probably, here, here's another one, Mike, and I'll let you finish up after this. But if somebody would have told me what it would have taken to get to where I am today, and, and they would have laid it out on a piece of paper for me, like I'm, I'm very adventurous and very confident, and I don't like to limit myself. 
I tell my wife all the time, I'm I'm not sure I would have done it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, I feel that, especially um, related to raising a venture fund, which I, yeah. you know, on paper have no qualifications for. Like I, and I look back and I was kind of, I think I was, I felt a little um, Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, like, oh, oh, like it's hard, but you know, and I, and it was like, yes, that was excruciatingly hard. But I, if I had known, I probably would not have, have done it uh, at that point. My grade. Now I'm so, so grateful that I did. Um, and I am, and I'm so proud to be an investor and to have a venture fund as a, as like a sister to my, to my marketing agency. But, but um, that's yeah, awesome. That, they always say the first five minutes suck. <laughs> so, and you never, in the end of the workout, you're never sad you worked out. So, that's why you're always grateful. Mike, bring us home. I was going to say, do you think it's that, like, intuitively, we, we feel the, the pull, right? And most people look at the, the security. So, they're like, oh, I won't follow the path, right? And then you go into onto the path. And then it's like, oh my God, I, I didn't know this was the path. Do you think that's what it is? It's just that intuition. You know what? You've got to just lean into it. It's hard. Most people just don't take the hero's journey, mm-hmm. have all the security, have all the safety, right? And then you're like, but I'm being called by the universe. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the calling. And then when you get into it, you're like, oh my God, I'm in a spider web. How do I do this? So do you think that's what it is, the hero's journey, that calling? Absolutely. I mean, there, there um, were times where I was like, did the universe betray me? Like, I, <laughs> right? Like, I, I felt the call, I answered it. Like, what am I just going to be in the perpetual belly of the beast forever? Like, when will this end? So um, I absolutely, you know, but, but uh, these things aren't on our timeline. They're on a different timeline and a timeline of lessons and learning. And so, you know, that's, that's the mantra that I, I continue to tell myself. Um, and, you know, frankly for me, and I know this about the two of you being such big fans of you and your work, like, uh, if it was easy, we wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. So, um, so I just, I, I continue to remind myself of that as well. I love it, Denise. Just so, so you know, two, two years after I went through a quantum shift, a, a transformation and, you know, was losing everything. I literally asked my wife, I go, do you think God is a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, and back-end seller? Because I got this calling, and I have done and transformed, and this is my uh, reward. Is he? And then 17 here, 15 years later, since I lost everything, I absolutely know I was protected and promoted, and I just uh, understand man-made construct of time. One advantage of getting older is you start understanding time better, and you get a little bit of patience or at least faith that everything's going to turn out a okay the incredible denise lambertson thank you so much we have other shows for you we're looking to promote we got four beautiful wonderful women that need their message out there thank you for supporting everyone in so many different ways you're incredible thank you so much for having me thanks guys talk to you soon. i'm sure madonna's proud thank you so much wow that was so cool right yeah well you know we have two women producers of the show reluca and Gigi, and to testament to them you know, I, I know I missed the first part of the first, uh, and she right. was full of energy. She was great. Amazing. I can tell by the closing that I got. Uh, but to put together these four guests in the way that they were, it kind of makes it uh, really interesting what your takeaway. But I want to give compliments <laughs> to the other two women that lead the way as executive producers of this show. Yeah, that was, you know, it was really interesting because everyone was so, well, I loved everyone. It's all inclusive. And I love, you've got to be inclusive. 
but there was this incredible thing that everyone was doing the right thing, which isn't easy. You know what I'm saying? And, and doing the easy thing is never right. It, there was a real, like, incredible Whoa. sense of essence. Do you know, not persona and personality, but I've got to follow this mission. And I, I thought it was going to be one thing, but it's not. But I'm going to stay on, the, on, on, like, that righteous path of doing the right thing. And it was really special, all three of them. It's like, like 30 years of study to write a book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, and, we, and people are banging out books like they think they know what they're talking about. You're like, wait a second, this is 30 years of study. Slow down. Yeah. You know, so that's all three of them had that that essence of like doing the right thing, and it's really special. Yeah, and for me, the takeaway was beyond the Zen of all of them, they all had systems. They all yeah. they all have pragmatic systems, and that comes from yeah. enjoying what you do long enough and yeah. consistently enough, and it tells you its secrets to create and because they have systems every one of the women you know linda zara chris lee and of course denise worked with the biggest brands in the world they they all work with it right there's no one bigger than omnicom or madonna that's for sure and then right and then you know zara working with some of the biggest companies uh herself in getting zend uh, and you know, the list goes on with Wozniak and Apple and Louis Vuitton and Spanx and Coke and Marriott and UP, uh, Wells Fargo, etc. So, I think you know, you have to have this combination, uh, that includes not only this spirituality, this neuroscience, but there's systems. And yeah, I want to congratulate all of them and congratulate my two executive producers, Gigi and Raluca, putting together look, people don't get these kind of shows, let alone, uh, you know, it's amazing. I tell people to watch it and they're like, like, dude, it's like, what? Like, podcast. I have one question before you get off. Yeah. So, so, you know, you just said systems, right? So it's like the experience with all the experience you have, you you gather all the experience and, and you, and you work through it like you did with Lee. And then you have the faith to jump into something by yourself. But then do you think from all the experience, your brain just gets wide different to pragmatically understand it? Because if you'd start to go, mm, 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 yeah. and you can just connect the dots better. You, you nailed it. The way I describe it, and I think it's aligned with what you're asking, is by doing those things, working for Madonna or Lee Steinberg, or, you know, like with you the, and Wyland. Yeah. yeah, all the yeah, stuff exactly. you did. Yeah. We, we get a lot more clues. And the more clues that we get by being more interested or curious or co creative, we then can see patterns that nobody else can see. See if you don't have as many. Right. And then the more patterns that you see, it's like a cheat code or the secrets are revealed. Yeah. Yeah. It comes together, right? Right. The puzzle comes together. (laughs) Yeah. You make choices in the, in the trajectory that you want to be in, not random choices because somebody tells you something or it's missing or you don't have it. You have clarity, balance, and focus on what you want, who you can help, who can help you. And then it's a lot easier to figure out the how and prioritize the how uh, by applying the choices to the patterns that you recognize. And I'm sure it ties in somehow to what Zara was talking about in neural pathways, but I'm not smart enough yet. No, no, I think you nailed it because it's, no, you said it, the neural pathway, the subconscious already is aware unconsciously of that you know that you've been like you, you get into a room and you know how to sell someone by they move their hand a certain way. You yeah. can't train that. You're like, Oh, he wants this. They're like, what? You're like, don't worry. I just already know that the way he moved his hand, but that's true. Right. It's like watching a, a, an athlete or a fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. That's no, I, I needed to hear that. Cause I was working on something in an intervention and I was kind of going through, but what you just said 
I was like, no, wait, I'm right because I can pragmatically do it. And someone was like, what? And I'm like, don't worry about it. I know how it's going to work, but you just nailed it. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you, my brother. Get a dose of positivity with Michael Diamond. If you're not following him, you should be. And if you haven't read the book, you should. Get a dose of happiness, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, flowing through us every single day. Whether you give it, receive it, or witness it, it's there with my man, Mikey Diamond, the diamond in the rough. I will see you next Wednesday. Thanks for showing up. Bye, buddy. Bye, mate. Love you. All right, everyone, we're in San Diego. We're about to go to the meetup. Then we have a fireside chat there at Elevator Nights with uh, Dan Fleischman and Jeff Fenster. And then our killer VIP dinner tonight, Tim Story, John Asseroff, and the incredible Drew Brees, just to name a few. If you want to join us at our VIP dinners, we have the most incredible frequency. The best neighborhood you can join is like living in a deluxe apartment in the sky when it comes to frequency and vibration. Email me if you want to join us. Email Raluca once she learns how to spell my last name correctly. You can join her or me, David, at dmeltzer.com. If you cannot keep up with us, then you're with me because I can't keep up with myself. I've joined my own text community, so I know where I'm going next. 949-298-2905. Remember, most importantly, whether you're with us virtually or important or in person, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We will see you later. I hope to see you soon. Thank you.